Hey, Diz After Dark listeners, I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember... Keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. <laughs> we'll replace, replace Craig with a flasher. Yeah. Well, it's just like for like, really, isn't it? Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Warning. This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. I'm Nick, and tonight I am joined by the following people. Uh, Mr. Paul Dolan. Good evening. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm, I'm well, Paul. Thank you. How yourself? Fantastic, yeah. Great. Super. What exactly what I like to hear. Uh, Mr. Paul Washington. Good evening. Surrounded by pools. I'm like a rose between two pools. Uh, and speaking about a rose, Miss Amanda White. Hi. How are we doing? Kind of. Yeah, that's that's not strictly true. Let's not lie to the listeners. You're not very well at all. No, I'm really sick. But you you love this show and you love our fan base that much that you're not not knocking on death's door, and yet you're still here. Exactly. I just love you so much. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so uh, before we kick off, uh, is anybody drinking tonight? Uh, Amanda obviously isn't, unless it's night nurse or something. No, I'm drinking Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> Without any vodka in it. Fair enough. Smart, smart choice. Guys. I've got a Copperberg pear. A can of it. There we go. Very nice. Very. That nice. was a bit lively. <laughs> as, it, as it goes all over the computer and destroys everything. Yeah. Great. Uh, what about yourself, P-Dubs? Uh, just the water, as soon as I'm uh, less than a week away from the half marathon at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, I don't think we won't be talking about that a little bit later on, yeah. so uh, we'll save that. Um, I'm, I'm, it's a, technically a school night, I've got a big day at work tomorrow. Um, my, my career is possibly on a, on a cusp uh, of what I do next, so uh, I'm, I'm being sensible and smart, so I don't do anything stupid tomorrow, and I'm just on a soft uh, Pepsi Max cherry, so... Bottoms up, everyone. Cheers. <sighs> you got the full sound effects there. Authentic sound effect there. <laughs> so, uh, before we go any further, I think we should uh, plug um, some of the other shows that we've got on the Afterdark Network because we have, um, as some of you would have already realised, launched Universal Afterdark as a separate podcast as we do kick into gear the Afterdark Network. So, um, if you want to listen to Universal After Dark, don't come here because it's not here. 
you have to find it on iTunes. We've sent out the link as well, but if you type in uh, to iTunes or Stitcher or um, whatever your podcast provider is, type in Universal After Dark. Um, if you see one that's called the Unofficial Universal Podcast, ignore that one. Uh, that's rubbish. And uh, and just make sure you find our one and uh, add that to your subscription and you'll get a new episode uh, every other week or so. That's pretty much the schedule at the moment. And I think our, some of the older episodes are on, there, on the feed as well, so you can listen to those if you haven't already. So yeah, just a heads up if you are just used to subscribing to the one feed that our shows now are on separate feeds as we expand our little network so do check that show out um now i don't know what news story we should go with first because there's been a couple of uh, of strange ones um but as we've kind of already mentioned it tonight um p-dubs next weekend is yeah. the inaugural uh disneyland paris run it is which is uh, amazing when you think at how how long they've been doing them at the other parks and uh, how long it's taken to get to Disneyland Paris. And it was rumoured for quite a while, wasn't it? It was. It's been about two years now since yeah. they, they ran a, a cast member half marathon around the park. Oh, okay. um, I didn't know that. And they were giving out cards saying that it was coming. And Ooh. then nothing happened. Um, but also then they filmed an advert um, with the, the Mickey in running outfit last year before they announced it. And it kind of gave oh. it away that something was coming. Yes, because obviously people would have seen that being filmed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's been, since they announced it, it's been over a year now since the official announcement was made as well, which it just seems to have been forever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's weird because, you know, they obviously announced it and announced when the dates were, and it seemed to have taken a long time to come around. And it's yeah. not really been that long. It's probably only been about a year, but it's it just seems like it's taken forever. And then all of a sudden it's here. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like been quiet, quite quiet, and then bam, it's it's there. So, um, what? Because there's a couple of different runs over the weekend. So, what are you actually um, doing? I'm weekend? only doing the half marathon okay. this time round. They they've got a 5k on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. um, and I think they've got some kids runs later on in the morning as well, like the the dashes for the for the toddlers and the and the youngsters. But yeah, I'm only doing the half marathon this year. <laughs> I say only a half marathon. Only. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, not it's not thirteen point one feet, you know. No, it's thirteen point one miles. So that's still a pretty damn good achievement. Um, and I, I heard some people talking about. I'll plug another show, mainly because they let me plug this show on there. Uh, there's a, a show called IMDO, which is in my Disney opinion, run by a friend of the show, Mark Pitar. Um, I've never asked him how he pronounce his surname. If it's Peter or Pitar or, or whatever, so uh, you know, it's just Mark. It's fine. <laughs> it's Mark. It's all right. That's what I'm <laughs> and um, he had someone last night that's doing the 5K and the full marathon, actually, just to show off. And um, that you know, they, there's kind of a few rumours about because there's, there's going to be uh, meets, isn't there, during the course? Yeah. Um, although the so the 5K isn't timed. Um, there's not a time limit, but obviously with the, the half marathon and the marathon there is. And um, I know you said during your training that you've had to, um, well, you've had to go for medicals, haven't you, as well? That's one thing. Yeah. Disney insists on having yeah. medical certificates before you run, which is uh, it sounds quite extreme. but Well, it, that's a, a, a for France thing. Yeah. You have to have one no matter what in France. It's, yeah. Normally with Disney, you don't. 
Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, I've never heard of it before, but no. and also not heard of it. I've got friends that have run the London Marathon before and have yeah. not had to do that. So I wondered if it might be a, a French law. Um, but um, but yeah, so, so with the, with the uh, marathons, they are uh, times. So you also had to give times yeah. as well that you were running miles. Um, and um, But the, the, the 5K sounds like it might be a little bit more fun because yeah. of no time limit. And I think there's going to be a few more characters on that course yeah. um, than there is on the other ones, which is a bit of a shame. But at the same time, it's, I suppose it's a more serious race. So, yeah. you know... But have you heard any rumours of people that might be um, appearing? No, they were they were filming something the other day, but it seemed like that might possibly have been something for the 25th anniversary. Okay. Um, they've started filming them, but people weren't quite sure whether it was or whether it was something for Run Disney. Um, I know Remy and Emil were out for this advert, so they they're possibilities. Well, because um, they're on a they're on a um, a medal, aren't they? Yeah, on they're the on the five k medal. Yeah. Oh, five k, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so that could, would kind of make sense. Um, yeah. Now, a rumor I heard on that show uh, yesterday was uh, Captain America. That would be a huge surprise. But he was talked about earlier in the year that possibly he was going to take over from Spider Man. Spider Man, that's right. Yeah, he's going to. So, the rumor was going to he's going to take over the the meet and greet at the studios. Yeah. yeah. So, but. I'd be quite happy if Captain America's about being a, a Marvel fan. Yeah, yeah. So, and it'd be the first time that he's appeared um, over here. Yeah. And I mean, it'd be the first time he's appeared, because um, he's not appeared at, at Disney World, has he? But no. he's, I think he's appeared at California? Yeah, he's in California Adventure. It's him and Spider-Man in California Adventure. Yeah. And he's also on some of the cruise ships as well. Yes, yeah, that's that's a good point. I always forget about the cruise ships with characters, yeah. but yes, that's that's also true. So yes, yeah, so something like that would be quite a coup, I think. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed. And I know with the uh, American runs, what they do as well is they get things out for you to um, to see on the runs as well. So like whole yeah. parade floats and stuff. So it'd be nice to see if they bring anything out. Because um, yeah. I mean, because it's the first time, whilst you can look at the American runs have done before and kind of get some ideas of how they might organize things it, you know i don't know about the american ones but i know that the uk uh, sorry the, the the disneyland paris run is actually being put on by a uk company yeah they've got someone in to do it so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do that's different compared to the american ones yeah i know run disney have got some involvement in it it's all under their their branch and i think they're bringing yes. some staff with them um but I'm not sure well, that's how good. much. That's good to be honest, because I mean I think it's good to have local a local company that's obviously got experience in doing these events this part of the world, because Run Disney won't have. But if Run Disney are also going to have their people involved as well, you'll probably get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and I know they are bringing some of the like the guest speakers are coming over. I know Sean Astin's coming, um, obviously from Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, I was going to say the Goonies, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what's his involvement with that then? Well, he he's actually now officially an Iron Man, um, and he's been running Disney races for for years. Well, hang um, on, sorry, because when you said that, <laughs> immediately in my head, I was thinking he won't fit in that suit. No, he's going to need a specially small suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you but, mean uh, the uh, the athletic event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that last year. Wow. Um, he's been running run Disney events for, for years now. Um, and also, he runs his own charity, his own running charity called Run Third. 
Okay. Um, that he basically he he does things for that while he's doing the Disney runs and raises money while he's doing other races and things. But he also runs his own. I think it's a ten k. Um, that's in one specific place, but they also do a virtual one at the same time to raise money for the charity as well. So, um, I think he'll, I think he's doing a, a guest talk at the expo at some point over the weekend. Did you say a virtual 10k? Yeah. How does that work? Basically you can do it wherever you want, whenever you want. I think they give you like a certain time period to do it in. Um, but basically you just send off proof that you've done the race. You've done oh. the done the distance, and then they send you a medal. I thought you could just lie on the sofa and like imagine you'd done a ten k. I was liking the sound of that. Well, technically, because I mean, you know, because th- these have become very popular, haven't they? Virtual runs, yeah. and I mean, you can get, you know, it's quite it's quite creative because you can do virtual runs, or, or people set virtual runs up about loads of things. I mean, there was even one for uh, Cinco de Quattro. Yeah. Which is um, a a fictional holiday from Arrested Development. That's obviously a day before Cinco de Mayo, and um, you know they had a they had a medal that you could do for that, and I think you paid like I don't know thirty dollars or something, forty dollars, and you got this very nice looking uh, medal which was quite funny, um, and yeah, you just had to use uh, an app of some kind. I use Runtastic myself, but there's lots of you know other other running apps are available, um, and it was just proof that you had done the distance. Um, you know, within a certain time, kind of thing, and that was it. So yeah. it's built on trust. But yes, Paul, you're you're right. You could use a Segway or something, or a hoverboard or whatever the kids are using nowadays. Because you know, it, when you use an app like that, it doesn't tell you how you've done it. It just shows the path you've done and the speed that you've done it in. Mm-hmm. Not that we would condone that. No, we wouldn't. No, absolutely. In, in fact, Disney did their own series earlier in the year. Um, the Mickey Shorts challenge that was three five k's. You could either do them, you could buy them individually, or you could do the whole challenge and get an extra medal, which I did. Wow, and that was an official Disney one, was it? Yeah, yeah, the first time they'd done it. Oh, so so what, what you said Mickey Shorts was this, is this based on the on the recent Mickey cartoons? No, basically the the medals were different parts of Mickey, right? And the challenge. Basically, the challenge medal came, and it was the full Mickey costume. Don't yeah. Um, whereas the the individual medals were like shorts, gloves, and shoes. Yeah. On the medal. We've um, actually got a, a fridge magnet set of that from Disney yeah. World. So I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's cool though. Oh, let us let us know if uh, if they announce any more virtual ones because I, I didn't hear anything about those, and I'd have been quite yeah. interested in that. I think it went. I think it went quite well. I think a lot of people, obviously, because of it being all over the world. Mm. Um, obviously people can't get to most of the run Disney events um, so I think it had been something that they were clamouring for for a while it's pricey isn't it let's let's be honest yeah. I mean you've got to I mean and you're doing this yourself obviously so you know yeah. but you know you've had to get your accommodation um, yeah. and you have to pay for your park ticket as well don't you if yeah. you want to go into the parks afterwards if you're running it why would you not want to go to the parks yeah. afterwards um, so you've got to do that plus of course your fee for the running events, whichever ones you're doing. Um, there's a party as well. Yeah. In fact, there's two. A pre and a, and a post. Well, no, there's one Friday night that's the, the inaugural one in the studios. Mm-hmm. And then after the 5K on Saturday night, they're doing what they're calling a rice party at uh, the, the World West show. All right. 
Um, I don't think many people have picked up on the Wild West one because it's just basically the same as you'd normally get. I think, other than the fact it is kind of pre-organised with all the runners going. Right. Um, whereas the one in the studios, obviously, it's staying open after its opening hours. Um, it's it's once everybody's left the park, um, so you've got the park to yourself. And I think that's that's booked quite well. But as I said, the Saturday night one, I don't think has quite as much. No. Well, the thing is as well, if you're doing it, you know, a lot of people are doing the marathon as well. Yeah. So they might be doing the 5K and the marathon, or they might just be doing the marathon. Now, if you're doing the 5K and the marathon, or even if you're just doing the marathon, you probably don't want to have a particularly late night. No. Um, the night before, you probably want to, you know, get a decent night's sleep. So cause yeah. you're going to be up early to run. So yeah. uh, I can see why that one wouldn't have been as popular. If that was after, so if that was on a Sunday night, that would have made a lot more sense, I yeah. think. But, um, but hey, it's the first time we're doing it, so, um, you know, the testing the waters and whatnot. But, um, yeah, certainly be interested to see how, you know, I, I hope it's a big success because I'd like it to, to carry on and I'd definitely like to do one next year. I mean, I, I'd imagine they'd have to do next one next year for the 25th anniversary anyway. Yeah, I, they have so. they've confirmed the dates for next year. Oh, they have? Yeah, they, they confirmed it. I can't remember which. I think it was... Wasn't the Disneyland half a couple of weeks ago? I think it was the race before that, um, which would have been I think it was Star Wars or Tinkerbell. It might have been the Tinkerbell, mm. um, and it was apparently it was in the brochure um, that was given oh. out. They'd, they'd confirm the dates for next year. It's the same weekend again next year. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, because I suppose with September it can be a bit of a funny one. It can either be great weather. Yeah. Or, as we've seen this week, horrendous leading up to it. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's good. Oh, well, that's Saints Wayne for, because I do, um, I mean, we've we've kind of talked that we might be doing, might be trying to organise something ourselves for the 25th anniversary. Um, we'll have to talk about that more in the week. Let's not discuss it on the show. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I definitely want to, to go there at least once, if not twice next year. And that would be a, a very good reason to go a second time, yeah. to be honest. And uh, if you're buying an annual pass, even better, of course. Yeah, because which I then will you, be. you really You can really get your money's worth. So. Yeah. Very good, very good. Okay, well, I think that's enough about the, the running for now. But obviously, we'll um, catch up with you after the event yeah. to... Uh, find out about it and and uh you know fill us in of course if you want to film anything by all means i'm gonna try and record some audio and see how it comes out awesome so see how it goes see how i'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> now uh you know, that, that's that's some fun stuff but uh man you've got a very fun story i, believe um, I, mean, I really would say that it's fun but <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what side of the fence you're sitting Okay, so there were some reports last week of a man who was flashing in Hollywood Studios. Now, I don't know if we have, you know, if flashing is a term that is used uh, across the continent. I don't know. So just in case anyone's not clear on what we mean by this, what we essentially mean is a man was exposing himself his naked body bits. Yes. Not to be confused with bit, uh, bacon bits, which are another type of bit. Um, and this was in Hollywood Studios? Yep, it was in Hollywood Studios. And I saw a couple of different people talking about it, but one 
one lady in particular was especially angry about it because as he was being escorted out by cast members, allegedly a dad with his kids fist bumped the guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? You know, I mean, sometimes I, I hear things and see things on the news and go, well, America. Um, because, you know, sometimes, you, you know, crazy stuff happens. But even I can't fathom why, any, why anyone would fist bump somebody for exposing well, themselves in a Disney park. I mean, I don't have kids, so I can only speak for how I would feel in this situation. And the last thing that I would want my boyfriend to be doing is fist bumping this guy. Yeah. yeah and if seems... my dad did it, I'd disown my dad. You just... definitely want to make sure you washed his hands afterwards, wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> like, what? what is even going on? So, um, was he exposing... Wasn't he standing near the Tower of Terror when this was going on? Or was it Rock and Roller Coaster? It was near Tower of Terror. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, just, just be careful. I mean, you know, obviously people get... Um, spooked around the Tower of Terror anyway um, but a reason to be you know, spooked outside of the Tower of Terror which isn't usually what happens so uh, yes so um, there we, was there any kind of follow up on that or was there any, um, any any kind of like police records on it or anything like that you know that? what I've been trying to look for it on the internet and I can't find you mean the story it. not the, the yeah. guy okay. yeah <laughs> yeah <sorry. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't find anything about it, so I don't know what's going on. Hmm. I'd say the plot thickens, but I mean, I, I think it's one of those stories. I, lo- I love the kind of stories that you read about um, on the internet or in a newspaper where the headline sums it up. Hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, caption competition. Yeah, well, you, just, you don't need to almost read the story. I mean, yeah. obviously the story gives it a bit more context, but you read the headline and go, yeah, I, I, I get what that story's talking about. You know, sometimes they sum it up very well. So, um, yeah, and interesting. Well, well, you know, I suppose, luckily, I, I, I've never heard of that before. So it's quite a rarity. Exactly. In all the years that I've been going, I've never heard of that ever. No. Very, very odd. I wonder if he's wearing a Mac. Ugh, well, because that's that's always, you know, I always associate, even though I, I've, I actually own a Mac myself and don't do this, um, I've always associated like a Mac with a flasher for some reason. <laughs> Probably in a Florida, maybe not. Well, that's what I mean. Like that's that's, that's very, what it is a bit. Very odd degrees heat. Yeah, yeah, very strange. Yeah, a Mac in a magic band. <laughs> <laughs> Where was his magic band? That was oh, the yeah, question. I was oh, well, say, well, I well. guess on, on the kids' size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they don't make them small enough for me, so definitely, definitely wouldn't be something I was doing. Anyway. Um, so that's, so that's that. Um, Mr. Dolan, was there anything you, uh, had wanted to bring up? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the big news this week, so if that story didn't put you off your food, then head over to Epcot for Food and Wine Festival, which started <laughs> on Wednesday this week. Wow. And there's, I've already seen, well, um, our friend, um, Corinne was, uh, has kind of tried everything already. Mm-hmm. Isn't she? Yeah, I'm sure. Good, yeah. So, That's something. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Well, there's a lot of booths there, isn't there? There's a lot. Of, uh, yeah. I got the. I actually got the. Uh, I'm going to plug the Disney Food Blog here because we bought the Disney Food Food Blog 
Cook's e-book for the Food and Wine Festival. That wasn't very easy to say that, but um, it gives well. you a rundown of all the different all the different booths and all the different activities. So when we're gone, we're definitely gonna be partaking of of some of that stuff. But it looks great. I mean, it's just, it's just a whole other thing on top of what Epcot's already got. Mm. So uh, Amanda, you'll be you'll be uh, investigating food and wine in a couple of weeks, yeah. I love food and wine so so much. Mm-hmm. So Got a favourite? I love Australia and Mexico. Mm-hmm. In Australia, they have like a a giant shrimp with um, like split peas, and in Mexico, they have a shrimp taco. Oh my god, they're amazing! Why do they never actually serve shrimp on a barbie? Well, we had a barbecue a few weeks ago. No, 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 no. You've no. See, you've fallen right into the trap already. Why? By doing that, because you know, there's always been like that faint. You know, whenever you want to mock an Australian, saying, "Oh, I'll put another shrimp on the barbie." But you know, when you go to all of these restaurants and they all try and be a bit funky and funny and do something a bit unique, why has no restaurant ever served up, you know, five or six shrimp grilled, preferably? on a plastic Barbie doll. <laughs> the thing is, like, I mean, I've gone to places and it annoys me where they like, um, you wouldn't have seen this, Amanda, or you certainly wouldn't have had one served to you, but I've gone and had steak in restaurants and they serve on a slab of wood and they'll put your chips in like a pot and that's how it's served. How, how are you supposed to eat that? I don't eat off slabs of wood. <laughs> But that's what they expect you to do. It's ridiculous. And it's this poncy nature of, oh, well, we're doing something no one else is doing. Got n- nothing like the kitchen sink, by the way. That's fine. I'm completely fine with the kitchen sink before anyone tries to throw that one up. But you just would have thought, in all the people doing stupid stuff in restaurants, someone should have by now put shrimp on a Barbie doll. Anyway, you can have that one for free. Whoever wants to take that can, can do so. I'm going to do it. And also, just to just to be clear, Amanda, when Paul said about you liking food and wine, he meant the the festival at Epcot, not just you know e- evening time or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do um, I mean it's good that they've got um, this an ebook out for it, but does it take a little bit of the fun away of actually walking around and, and finding out what everywhere's got? Um, well, it's it's it doesn't break down every single dish. So it tells you a, a bit about what's there. It picks up one or two from each from each area. So it kind of whets your appetite, really. Mm. I didn't I didn't find it spoiled that. Um, just give us a few things to go look for, really. Yeah, because I suppose the thing is, I, mean, I remember when we went, and I think some the problem I found by not knowing. So I think you know I, I do see the the goodness as well is that you might look at something and go, oh, I really fancy that and have something to eat, and then walk two or three stalls down and go, oh, man, I wish I'd saved myself now, because I've had that instead. Um, yeah. So, you know, but knowing in advance, I suppose, would, you could almost plan what you might do. So I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, did I see something about the food and wine that if you're a, a DVC member, or was it a pass holder? That there was a glass you could obtain. Yeah, it's a pass holder. Pass holder. Annual, annual pass holders get them every get something every year. But isn't it? Was it you had to you had to go to 
two or three nights of it. I don't yes. think it was just you just attended and you got one. Yeah, you no, had to it's... do a, few, a certain few appearances. Yeah, okay. I think they've changed it this year because apparently there was some way around it last year that people oh. were just getting them on the first attempt. Right. But this year, I think you actually like they were going in and out three times in a day. I get you. But apparently this year, though, I think they've changed it, so you actually do have to go on three separate days. Well, they probably just count every, ent- like, you know, an entry that day as being yeah. an entry, yeah. rather than it just being an entry three times. So, yeah, okay. That, that makes more sense. And, jeez, if you're if you're a pass holder, why would you not want to go mm. more than once? Cracking time to be had at Food and Wine. Yeah. Are they still doing Eat to the Beat? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And any any decent names? Because I know some t- some years they've had a fair few uh, decent people on. Hanson. Yeah, Hanson. That's odd, isn't it? Because they sell. They've got their own beer. Yes, they have, haven't they? Yeah, called Umhops. Umhops. That's right. I yes. I just love that so much. Yeah. Well, why not? And I've not really had much else to. I mean, I know before the the Hanson fans start sending us a load of hate mail uh, to uh, our email address, which is what is after dark at like gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, so before you start abusing us there on Twitter, um, I do know that Hanson have had more than one hit, and actually, album uh, sales wise are, are still uh, pretty popular across the globe. So I know they weren't a one-hit wonder, but, I mean, Umbop was a massive, massive hit. I mean, it's a pop culture phenomenon, let's be honest. Yeah. I think. Um, okay, so that's, 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 that's fairly cool. That'll probably bring in quite a few people. Anyone else? They normally have somebody from, like, the uh, the 70s or something, like um, an Earth, Wind & Fire or um, something of that kind of ilk. Well, I think Starship are there again this year. Oh, um, they're there every year. Well, nothing's uh, going to stop them attend, attending, is, is it? So. And Plain White Tees are going to be there this year. Plain White Tees? Yeah. Wow. I remember Hey There Delilah, and that's about it. Yeah, they, they didn't have too many big ones after that, but everyone loved Hey There Delilah, so Ooh. I'm excited to see them. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think I think the year we were there, um, not Davy Jones, one of the monkeys, Mickey Dolenz. No, I don't think it was Mickey Dolenz. Cause I think I would have gone and seen it with Mickey Dolenz. I thought you, yeah, I thought he used to be a bit of a staple there. Yeah, maybe he was. Um, I know there's, uh, there's some decent acts on the lineup this year. Yeah. They've and it's opened... Wang Chung, unfortunately. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> dance all games. <sighs> Everybody wants the Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's number 64 on my uh, local Chinese menu. Especially that guy in Hollywood Studios. He obviously did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Pete. I'll see this with some names. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Billy Ocean. Oh, yep. he's a ledge. Boys to Men are normally there. They're there this year. They were on when we were there. Um, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there for that. For yeah, Boys and oh. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy as well. We just missed them. We just missed them. Wow. But we'll see Hanson. We'll be there for Hanson. And Living Colour. We'll be there for them. Living Colour? Yeah. Oh, man. 
they, I mean, well, I, I, they've got at least one decent song. But um, what a song. Cult of Personality. Criss Cross. Tiff- Tiffany. Oh, I used to love Tiffany. Yeah, I miss her. Criss Cross. Yeah. Oh, I thought one of them died. I know Millie Vanilli, one of them died. Really? Yeah. Yeah, quite a while ago as well, like mm. right, 15, 16 years ago. Mm. Um, and I think Charles Neddy, I think Charles died. Mm. Mel and Kim. Thank God Bross is still alive, eh? Yeah. Doing all right for themselves. Um, cool. Okay, well, that's, 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 you know, there's some pretty decent names there. So, uh, yeah, I suppose check the schedule and see if you can tie that in. Not yeah, I'm going to try and see at least one of them. Hmm. Um, cool. Now, I suppose mm, the story that I wanted to bring to the table, which I think we've done quite well spending the first 30 minutes plus of this show not talking about it, um, was uh, the breaking news that we had the other day breaking it so quickly that I couldn't wait to podcast about it I had to record a really crappy video um, before I'd had a shave so I look better now um, but um, that they have confirmed that Hyperspace Mountain is coming to Disneyland Paris Ooh. now what's interesting is well it, a few more details have come out now so it's made a bit more sense I assumed that they were going to have Hyperspace Mountain ready for Seasons of the Force because it's an overlay. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed that they would be working at the end of the year and they'd have it ready for Seasons of the Force. But Seasons of the Force is happening over in Hollywood Studios. So it kind of made a little less sense then. Um, but it looks like it's going to be um, late March to April. So just before the 25th anniversary kicks off, that Hyperspace Mountain will be ready to go. Ooh. Um, there's no time frame announced with it, so we don't know if this is going to be a six-month, uh, a year. Uh, I think it was about a year in California it lasted. Yeah. I'm not entirely right. sure. But, yeah, I think it was a little bit you know, longer than just a, a an overlay like Haunted Mansion Holiday or something. Um, but it's really, it's really torn apart the... Uh, the community, I'd say, um, people seem to be very split on it. In fact, when I say people are very split on it, most people are on the other side of the fence to how I feel. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys first, how do you feel with Space Mountain being turned into Hyperspace Mountain? So for those that don't know, Star Wars, and you couldn't guess from what I was saying, Star Wars themed. So um, in California, they added some uh, light and projection effects, didn't they? into the one yeah. obviously change the soundtrack so that is going to be going into space mountain in discovery land in disneyland paris mr dolan how do you feel about that i'm pretty positive about it i think um i mean uh, space mountain has been there unchanged for how many years a long time i think 2000 and 2002 i think yeah 2001 2002 it changed yeah. to mission two so that is a long time, and this is mm. again. This is just a, it's an overlay that can be removed. Yeah, 
Well, it's, it, this is the thing. It's nothing's been confirmed yet because it's 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 quite breaking. Um, they only really confirmed it the other day, although there had been talk about it. Um, there was nothing really set in stone about it. Mm. Um, so we assume it's going to be like the others. Yeah, and it's only closing for three months, so it's yeah. closing in January, reopening around March, April time. So for that reason, I'd imagine nothing's going to really change too much outside. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really inside the attraction that it's going to be uh, updated. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm for it. I think I'm positive about it. Okay. Uh, Shame it's got a shut for three months. That's a long time, but. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's been shut for that kind of time before, hasn't it? Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, what do you think? Well, I don't really go to Paris, but we are thinking of going, and I'm excited about it because California seemed to like it. Mm. So I'm all for it. Uh, I lied, actually. It was 2005. Right. Still a long time. Yeah. So that so the original version of Space Mountain opened in 1995. I know because I was actually there for the opening. Unintentional. This is before I try and plan such things. Um, and then uh, April, so it was June 95 it opened April 9th 2005 it reopened as Space Mountain Mission 2 awesome yes okay so that's good okay so thanks for that Amanda um, P-dubs I'm all for it I have to be honest I think wow, okay. they're, they're lacking Star Wars at the moment aren't they with Star Tours down um there's really nothing in the parks at all. I know they're doing Seasons of the Force, mm. but again, it's kind of a projection show and some stormtroopers walking around, isn't it? Um, so I think it's good that they're actually going to have something that's like a proper attraction that mm. involves it. It's it's their big thing at the moment. They can't ignore it, can they? Mm. So for me, it's not a bad thing. I don't particularly like Space Mountain anyway. Um I certainly don't like Walt Disney World's version of it. Uh, Paris is better. Um, it's still not the world's greatest attraction. It still looks a bit hokey in some places. Um, just some of the, the decoration inside just looks like a bit of cardboard. You can quite clearly tell it is. Mm. Um, so for me, I, I don't mind it. Um, they seem to do the overlays quite well. I love Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, so for me... I'm quite happy for him to do it. I, I don't even know if I'll get to see it. It depends on how long they keep it for or, or what. So it may not make any difference to me, but I think it's the right way to go. And that whole end of that park is going to become Star Wars. So if they keep it, they keep it. Yeah. And, it, and this is it. I mean, to be honest, so I, I'm, I'm surprised actually because the majority of people I've um, encountered have... Uh, really been against the changes most citing the fact that it doesn't fit with the building um that not really sure how it fits in discovery land but to me and uh i have said this elsewhere so if you've heard it before i'm sorry for repeating myself but um to me discovery land started to not be discovery land as it was intended once they put buzz lightyear in yeah because i remember um and and uh, I'm, I'm sure, Mister, you've been, you went before Buzz Lightyear, didn't you? I think Buzz Lightyear was early to about 2000, I think. 
first time I went was 99, so yeah. Okay, so you might possibly just before. Um, and, and P-Dubs, did you go before? No. Okay. So, I mean, when Discoveryland first opened, well, when <laughs> when Discoveryland first opened, Space Mountain didn't even exist. It was just an empty lot. Um, there was just nothing there. Um, and it all, you know, everything kind of fitted. It was that Jules Verne kind of um, futuristic, almost steampunk type mm. feel. And where Buzz Lightyear used to be um, was an attraction called um, the Timekeeper. Yeah. I can't remember what it was actually... I mean, the, the attraction, because that was the first attraction. I always thought that the first attraction to go from Disneyland Paris to America was um, motors, uh, Lights, Motors, Action. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was actually the Timekeeper. All right. Um, which went to Disney World, I believe. I'm going to have to check that out now. Oh, multitasking while you're doing a podcast. That's going to be hard. Um, but everything kind of fitted. like The building there... Um, you know, it, it all looked like it matched, and once they put Buzz Lightyear in, to me, that was when stuff started to feel a little disjointed. And it's mostly the outside; it's mostly like the sign and everything like that. So it's 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 not everything, but once that was put in there, that was the first time for me. Even though Star Wars isn't a Disney franchise, I know that, but you put a cartoon character in there that was from a popular film at the time mm-hmm. and it just felt a little bit shoehorned and so that to me was when it started to really start to change what it became uh, what it was supposed to be so I'm you know I'm, I'm fine with them changing it um, we you know we've talked for a long time about the fact that um, there's been rumours about turning more of Discovery Land into um, Star Wars Land. Because even the, at one point, the Pizza Planet restaurant was going to be like a cantina, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's it was things like that. Um, whether or not that comes to pass or not, I don't know. But it would make sense. You've got the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience building, which is now... Is it still showing that Ant-Man thing? I think it's still showing Ant-Man, isn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if it was showing that when we went in... When did we go? Last October. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure when we went there this year, it was the poster was still outside for Ant-Man. So, we didn't try and go in there while we were there. But, um, yeah. Um, I just looked, actually. 2004, it closed, the Timekeeper. Mm, I liked that attraction. It was good. Yeah. It was a Circle Vision 360 attraction. That was it. Uh, oh, it went to Tokyo Disney as well. So it was in Disneyland Paris until 2004. Uh, Tokyo Disney until 2002. Magic Kingdom until 2006. It got replaced by Monsters, Inc. That's right, yeah. Holy cow, I didn't realise it lasted that long. I don't Magic. even remember it. Yeah, I think I, I think. Uh was there once when it was in the Magic Kingdom? Because, um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a 360 film. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it, so it blew me away. Um, but the American version, I'm pretty sure that the timekeeper was voiced by Robert, um, no, sorry, Robin Williams. 
Yes. And Rhea Perlman. Oh, okay. Was in it as well. Also, oh, yeah, the yeah, Discoveryland yeah. Theatre is sh- currently showing Disney and Pixar short film festival. Where? Not Ant-Man anymore. In the Discoveryland Theatre. I don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, that's good, because that's what they're doing in um, Epcot, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That. Okay, that's, that's, that's better than it was. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> better than an Ant-Man trailer that was a year old. <laughs> I actually watched Ant-Man. We'll go, oh, we might come back to that a bit later on. Um, oh yeah, see, I remember, I remember uh, Gerard Depardieu being in that film, but I forgot until looking at his cast list. Jeremy Irons played H. G. Wells in it. Oh uh, yeah, Jeremy Irons is the go-to guy, isn't it? Doesn't land Paris. Well, yeah, it certainly was later on because uh, he was the uh, uh, presenter of the tram tour. Yeah, still is, I believe. Um, Spaceship Earth. And Epcot. Yeah. Jeremy Irons. Jeez. Best, well, I mean, some people like the Walter Cronkite, but that was kind of before my time, but I like the Jeremy Irons. Mm. Better, better than Dame Judy. Good no voice. offense, Dame Judy. Good, good voice. Good yeah. Voice. Um, yeah, so, so the Timekeeper was uh, a, a really popular ride at the time. Did well, last a long time, and fitted in the area really well. I mean, it was the first attraction in Discoveryland, and that gave you this whole idea of Jules Verne and, and um, you know his um, his vision of things which is what they were trying to capture which is why when Space Mountain was finally built it was based on Jules Verne rather than just Space Mountain because to be honest Paul I'm, I'm with you I actually don't like the Disney World version of Space Mountain no don't enjoy it I don't Space think Mountain I, I, just, I don't think it's a nice ride I don't think it's a comfortable ride um, I, I don't think the effects are very good. Uh, to be honest, I I, I, prefer, I think the ride queue is the best thing about it. And the yeah. music. Yeah, I enjoy all of the visuals in the in the queuing up part of the ride before actually going on it. I think it's very uh, a very odd attraction. Um, yeah, the 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 Paris version is, in, in that regard is is better. But if they were going to turn around and say you can have from the Earth to the Moon back, or Star Wars, I'd probably go from the Earth to the Moon, because I did not really like that version of it. I don't like Mission 2. I've never really been a fan of it. I just think it was a bit of a waste, really. Um, But, yeah, people are saying, is this going to be the beginning and the end of Discoveryland? I think think that started a long time ago. Um, But I I do think that if this was going to be a permanent thing, and if they were looking to do Star Wars Land. I think Space Mountain might need modification. Yeah. Because I, I do agree the ride building um, definitely needs some changes to make it more Star Wars efficient. Yeah. Doesn't fit yeah. with Star Wars. But yeah. That's that's the only thing I can really complain about. I'm I'm excited to see it. I, I you know I can't wait for it to open. I will definitely um, try and get there while it's it's on. If I know it's on for a short amount of time, then I'll I'll see if I can try and get a, a day trip over just to experience it. Be be interested. Um, but with that said, if let's say for argument's sake this was a permanent thing, they were going to take Space Mountain and turn it into a Star Wars attraction. We've got Star Tours two coming. Um, we've got a new shop 
coming as well. So that whole area there is being developed. Um, the rumours flying about regarding the, the restaurant. Uh, Pizza Planet finally going, because let's be honest, it's a shadow of its former self anyway. And <laughs> if, you're, if you're thinking about how the restaurant looks, it's, that's not much anyway. Um, and you've got that theatre, which is just a hodgepodge. That could quite easily be turned into something more Star Wars as well. Now, to me, the biggest thing that then kind of fills out a place and takes up a big landmass is Autopia. Yeah. Who would be sad to see Autopia go? Um, I think I think the the problem is a lot of people want to keep these classic attractions, and if you say, well, it was originally in Disneyland, so we'll take it out of Walt Disney World. The problem is then that Disneyland becomes a bit of a museum, and they're the ones that are actually limited for space. Mm. So, um, uh, having said all that, um, yeah, I could see it. I could see it going for something else, something better, because it does take up a lot of land mm. in a in a key spot, and, it, and it's not a very quick ride. Like it, um, the capacity is not great. It is popular for kids, though. I mean, if you're if you're a kid and you've never driven a car and you get a chance to drive a car, it's it's great fun. So you're not uh, though, are you? Let's be honest. Let's let's point uh, this out. You're not. If you're a kid, a you are. If you're a kid, you are. <laughs> very very loose. Very very loose. Well, I was excited to do it before I passed my driving test. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, by that rationale, sitting at the front of Pirates of the Caribbean, you're driving a boat. No, I'm not because there isn't a steering wheel. Yeah, not you're a steering wheel on a boat. Yeah, but you're you're not pressing the accelerator and yeah. manipulating yeah, the steering yeah, wheel. It's different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. P dubs. Uh, I wouldn't be particularly sad to see it go. I think it's. I think it feels out of place in the first first place. Anyway, it doesn't really fit the theme as it is. So get rid of it. It's taking up space. Yeah, because I mean, I love the neon. Don't get me wrong, but if you look, I mean, if you if you stood in at Discoveryland, right, and you're looking, you're on Main Street, and you're looking to walk into Discoveryland, you've got the ticket office where you go and get your annual pass, and that building is done um, in the style of Discoveryland, so it fits in. And then you've got that nice little water feature outside, and again, all the rocks and everything like that, and how they've presented that Discoveryland. Fine. Straight ahead, you've got the Astro Orbiter. Again, very steampunk, uh, fitted in with the rest of the stuff that was there at the time. That's Discoveryland. Buzz Lightyear, they've changed the outside of it, doesn't look as good, doesn't really fit. But next to that Videopolis, that still kind of fits in. As does Space Mountain. All things directly in front of you. Then slightly off to your right-hand side, you've got the 1950s supposedly futuristic Autopia. But it's, but it's, you know, it's to me, it screams out 50s. That neon and everything like that. And I, don't get me wrong, I like it, but it doesn't fit with the rest of Discoveryland. So to me, it does stick out like a sore thumb. Um, now, I had a theory on this. What about if you don't replace it because it's so beloved and people don't like change, so they want something like it, but you change how it works and how it looks... What if you replace the cars with land speeders? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same. Or pod racing. 
Yeah. But I'm sure there's stuff that they could do with Star Wars vehicles. You don't want X-wings and Tie Fighters. That's you know, it's, it's obviously not that kind of thing. But yeah, I could see I could see pod racing working as well. I mean, George Lucas must be creaming himself for not thinking of that idea <laughs> before selling it over to Disney. Um, but I, that's what I was thinking. What about if you overlay Autopia to Star Wars? Change the building. Change, you know, like the queuing area. Spend a few million on that or whatever. Um, and updating the cars. And you've got a what seems a new attraction. Bit of landscaping. Job done. Mm. Do you think they would ever do that, though? Yeah, absolutely. Do you? Yeah. Why not? I just can't see that happening. I mean, if I, if I had complete control, if 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 Disneyland Paris was like um, Roller Coaster Tycoon or something like that, now I talk about that thinking that I've played the game. I haven't played the game, but I'm assuming this is what you do. I've got other important stuff to play, like uh, well, like Grand Theft Auto. Certainly, <laughs> um, certainly at the time of people playing roller coaster tycoon. Anyway, but I would pick up Buzz Lightyear. I'd probably dump it in Fantasyland if I'm honest. Studios. Do... I'd move it or to studios. studios yeah. yeah, even better. Yeah. See, this is why we need other people on the podcast. Stop me saying stupid stuff and embarrassing <laughs> myself while people know what they're talking about. So yeah, drop it there. Drop it in style in uh, Toy Story Land. Bit of room. Stick it where the um, the barrel shop is. It's hardly ever open anyway. Just drop it there. Um, so that's out of the way. And then, not sure what to put in that space, but you could put pretty much anything, really. Doesn't matter too much. As long as it's uh, sci-fi inspired. Uh, sci-fi Skywalker, diner. Space, space Jedi spin. <laughs> <laughs> so basically exactly the same ride. <laughs> You could you could take that um that storm ride out of Universal Studios and call it like a full spin or something like that. <laughs> and whack that there. Sif full spin. Um yeah, just whack anything there, who cares? But just make sure it's themed. Um and then and then just change everything else. So make Videopolis, take the ship out of it, don't need it, it's nice, but you know, you're changing the area, so take that out. But you know what, actually yeah, take the ship out and replace it with Star Destroyer coming out of the building. That'll look nice. Why not? Um, then re-theme Space Mountain, and then you've just got to change a couple more things and you've got Star Wars Land. Job done. <laughs> Discovery Land isn't Discovery Land anymore, people. Just get over it. It's not It's not because I want it to be. Even as a fan of Star Wars, I'd still rather have Discovery Land than Star Wars Land. But, you know, it's not anymore. It's not Discovery Land, so why call it Discovery Land? See, I, I didn't think you'd go there. I thought you would replace the um, Autopia with the uh, Tron ride. Instead of, oh, instead of the multicolored neon, you'd go for the blue neon of, of Tron. See, it looks so good in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. It looks so good in Shanghai. So much so that they're ex- expanding it, aren't they? Yeah. They are, yeah. We talked about the expansion the other show. Yeah, just a pavilion. Just a pavilion, but it's it's all it's all gonna help. It's all gonna help. I can't believe they've still not announced it going anywhere else yet. I've got to be honest. Mm. Tokyo's got to be a shoe in. I don't know where they'd, they'd put it, but I'm sure they'd find space for it. Mm. Um, but if if Epcot keeps changing the way it is, I could see it well, going in Epcot. See, I don't know because if you think about it, you know, Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong. I mean, I know there's a there's 
pretty big distances between them, but they're all in that part of the world. Mm. So if you want to keep the uniqueness, I really don't think there's going to be that many. I mean, there'll be some people from America or Europe that'll go to Asia to and visit the theme parks, but they're not going to go in their hundreds of thousands. So no. you definitely could bring the big hits from Asia to the US parks and, and vice versa, because mm. I don't think there's... Well, I guess there's a lot of Japanese who come to who come to America, but I don't think the same is true in reverse. So you could definitely bring successful stuff from Asia yeah. into the US. I think. Well, that's the thing. It's hard. Like you know, I know looking into it, and we've we've talked about this before on the show. Like, it's very easy for any of us to walk into a travel agent and say, "I want to go to Disney," mm. and they'll give you two options: Disneyland Paris or Disney World. Mm. That's your options. Because you don't go into travel agents and they say, what about Anaheim? Yeah. They don't. They just they just don't. They're the two ones that they are focused on because they're the easiest ones to organise. I don't know why it just is the way it is for whatever reason. I mean, I remember we went into travel agents. We wanted to do um, Vegas and Disneyland. And, you know, thinking it's on the same coast and everything like that. And it was Palaver. Yeah, like you can do it, it but it's a different it's a different type of holiday, isn't it? It's That's what a, I mean. Yeah. It's a it's a road trip, you know. You've got to you've got to drive. You've got to move from place to place. Yeah. Because Disneyland is great, but it's three or four days maximum, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's much smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I mean is that going in there, it was a tailor made thing. Oh yeah. It wasn't like, oh yeah, well we can do this, and you know you can have two weeks here, and we'll stick you at the All Star Resort, anything like that. It'd be like, right, what, what hotel can we stick you in? Uh, we can stick you in Knott's Berry. And you're like thinking, well, what about a Disney Hotel? But because it's, you know, it's because they haven't got as many Disney hotels and all that, we, you know, we know. But what I mean is it's just a harder sell. And looking at the Asia parks, I mean, I can only speak from, from the UK point of view. But again, if you want to go to um, Disneyland Tokyo, it's harder to try and organise that than it is for you to go to America or Paris. Much, much harder. It's not even like a little bit more effort. It's much harder. Um, So I I think it's not that people don't want to do it necessarily, but it's hard work. And holidays shouldn't be hard work. So unless you get yourself a decent travel agent, like, I don't know, Wendy Pratt or Magical Journeys Travel. Segway. Smooth. (laughs) Smooth like peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter. Um, But... Unless you find someone that can kind of take all of that pain out of it for you, it's hard to do. So, I mean, I'd love to go to Disney Sea. I mean, if you speak to like most Disney fans, they'd say if you could go to one park, where would it be? Most people would probably say like Tokyo because of um, you know Disney Sea more than anything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one that I'd pick. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything about it looks stunning. I was doing, I'm doing some research at the moment. And I was looking at um, flying carpets over Agrabah. Hmm. Now, you've got that at Studios. Have we got that in, in America at all? I don't think we yeah, have. Yeah, Magic Kingdom. Magic yeah. Kingdom, got it? Yeah, yeah. it's an Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Is it really? It is. I think I'm that bothered about it that I've not even tried to find it. <laughs> well, it was closed the last time we were there. And by all accounts, it's closed on a regular basis. Right. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously very familiar with the one at um, Disney Studios where it's like a film set. Yeah. And it's like a film set because it's cheap. 
it's very cheap to make it look because they just stuck a background up that looks like Agrabah and they're stuck genially up there with a director's hat on like a beret and a, a cone like directors used to do back in the 30s um, and like the theming's very very minimal but if you go and see a picture of it at Tokyo Disney see it's, it's all kind of like looks like marble arches and stuff like, like it's, it's beautiful it's stunning because everything like that they spend a lot of money on and it's all about how everything looks and that that's a lot of how um, people see especially Disney see um, it's being just beautifully themed so saying that I mean you're talking about you know bringing your eyes over from Asia I mean as much as the Tron Coast are everyone is raving about it and it looks brilliant I am I'm loving that Pirates of the Caribbean I don't think, though, they could bring it over. Well, actually, no. I'll tell you what. Because th- there is no way... I don't think Disney will ever replace Pirates of the Caribbean. No. They might upgrade it. I know they. I know like, they've got the animatronics in there. But what I mean is they might change the ride every now and again and might you know, change certain things, certain scenes and whatever. But I think the concept of the ride will remain the same. But maybe because it's been so successful, maybe they would bring that into the studios. What, the um, the Tron one? No, the the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. So you've got two Pirates of the Caribbean attractions. You've got the one in Disneyland, or Magic yeah. Kingdom, or wherever you are, but then you, you bring into Hollywood Studios the Shanghai version of Pirates of the Caribbean, because that is based just on the movies. Yeah. If you think about the changes they've made to the traditional parts of the Caribbean, they've added in a couple of animatronics on the films because the films came from those films. Uh, the ride, uh, the film came from those rides. Whilst with Shanghai, that ride is completely the films. It's yeah. a pretty cool ride. It looks brilliant. It looks absolutely brilliant. But do you know what I mean? I, they, I just I could never see him replacing that ride with the Shanghai one. But I could see them, at, you know, I think he's arguing there to add it as an additional ride because it's based on something else. Yeah, That's maybe, but I think they'd probably spend the money because it's still going to cost a huge amount of money. I think they'd probably spend the money bringing something completely different, like the Tron coaster or Cars Land or something like that. Yeah, are they? Is, is Cars Land still happening? No, I don't. Well, I haven't heard anything lately since it's the new Star Wars. Yeah, mm. it's it's apparently the second phase of the extension onto Pixar Place. Well, cause after it, Toy Story. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, originally it was going to be. Um, that's what they said they were taking away lights, motors, action for, and the backlot tour. Yeah, was for Cars Land, didn't they? But that yeah. was years ago now. Apparently, they're not using all of that land. That's that's what they're saying. Because to- Toy Story Land's only two rides. It's not going to take up that much room at the back of the park. So there'll be loads of room left on the back of it. Oh, what are you adding in? Slinky Dog and RC or something? Slinky Dog and some alien spinner ride. Mm, okay, so it's going to be a little bit like Bugs, Bugs Life yeah. Land or whatever it's called in... California Adventure. Yeah. Mm, okay. So there's still plenty of room. And they're not taking out the the backstage tour, are they, in Paris? So 
there's still rumours that that car's land as well. Hmm. You know what? I think I think I think the decision will probably be made once Cars Three comes out. Yeah. Because it's been a long time between Cars Two and Cars Three. Yeah. And although you know the toys still sell quite well, it'll be interesting to see how well it does. Yeah. Hmm. I think as well it'll be interesting because by that point you'll be looking at a new chief executive, won't we? Yeah, will be gone by then. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on who's in charge as well. To me, I just don't understand why they don't just go ahead and start whacking Marvel rides out at every park other than Disney World. Yeah. Uh, although talking about Epcot, of course, there rumours still going about that Guardians is going to be taking over the Energy Pavilion. Yeah. yeah. As a roller coaster. Yep. Isn't it? So. Hmm. And the rumour is that the Monsters Inc. ride at California will be gone as well for. a Marvel ride. Really? Yep. Mm. That whole area was originally meant to be like Monstropolis and they canned it. They had another ride all planned. Um, they had a door coaster. Was a the plan. Coaster? You basically go through the doors oh, in Monster Sink. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. And, remember hearing that. Bit, and that's all being completely canned and the rumour is that the ride that's there will be gone. Because is it just a dark ride then? Yep. Okay. And that's it. And of course, with Terror of Terror going, which is right next to it, that's the the plan is that that will become the Marvel Land. Mm. Yeah, I've got to be honest. The more the more I've thought about it and everything like that, I've got I've really got less and less of a problem with Terror of Terror going in California. Yeah. Just because the Magic Kingdom one's the best one. Yeah. Far. Yeah, if it's only the California one, I'm okay. To be honest, I wouldn't even be bothered if the, the Paris one went. Mm. Because again, it's just it's just the California one again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's it's in completely in the wrong place as well in Paris. Mm. Yeah, it's, so. it's always it's always felt a bit odd, I know what you mean. But, you know, I think the, the by only having the one lift shaft and losing that kind of element, it just doesn't feel like as good a ride. Yeah. As silly as that sounds, but it, yeah, to me, it doesn't. So, anyway, that's uh, that's probably enough of that. Um, is there anything else that anyone wanted to bring up before we go? Yes, just a little mini one. Um, the Shark Reef at Typhoon Lagoon is going to close on the 2nd of October. Yes. Yeah, I'm really bummed about that. I'm so upset because we, we didn't go to Typhoon Lagoon last year and this year we were like, we moved everything around so we could go to Typhoon Lagoon and do the shark reef, and we're going to miss it. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking this is where you could do a bit of scuba diving? No, it's just snorkeling. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you can snorkel across a saltwater lagoon, basically, full of fish and little sharks and things like that. Not mm-hmm. many years. Is that a breaking news jingle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we Ash FaceTime me. <laughs> we were um we were contemplating it when we went last time. Um and we didn't do it because we'd done um Discovery Cove. So just like mm, it, it seems a little bit similar to what we've already done. Was it worth doing? So of course hindsight, you know, but we didn't know it was gonna close. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, from what I've read of Discovery Cove, I think Discovery Cove is probably better. 
because mm. um, I think, well, definitely, um, Shark Reef came way before Discovery Cove, so yeah. you know it was uh, an earlier version of it. But it was still, it was still pretty good. It was, yeah, you know, it was well themed. Mm. Has everyone done Discovery Cove? No. No. Oh man, honestly, I, I heartily recommend it. I don't know what it's like since they changed the owners because it used to be um, Anisa Bush. I can't remember who owns SeaWorld now. Is it Comcast? No, that's Universal. Isn't yeah, it? that's what I thought. Isn't it still Anheuser Busch? I don't know. Uh, I know they were trying to sell it. Maybe it is still them. But I mean, what I liked about it was you paid your money. It's quite. I mean, it was quite expensive. I can't remember what the, the charge was. I think about one hundred and fifty dollars each when we were doing it, something like that. Um, so you wouldn't do it every trip, but you got it was that was you for the day. So you had a slot to swim in the dolphins. Then there was about two pools that you could go in with different types of fish one was a coral reef so it was full of all kinds of tropical fish and, and stuff like that and the other one was like uh, rays so not stingrays but all the other types of rays so that was really nice and it was like snorkeling there as well so you got your stuff and you could go and um, stick your head on the water and stuff and it was lovely um, the swimming dolphins whilst short was was brilliant like, I think the whole experience with a dolphin lasted about two minutes Oh. Of you, of like you with a dolphin, maybe not even as much as that, but it felt like, a, a, it like felt like a long time. You didn't feel like you were shortchanged. It was enjoyable. Um, I think the whole dolphin experience probably lasts about uh, twenty minutes or so. I think you go out in like a group, but you only spend a bit of time with a dolphin. You pet it and it rides you back and stuff. But it was, it was brilliant. I, I, it, although it sounds like a short time, it, it was one of those things that we've never forgotten got some cracking photos from it and and stuff like that um but once you've done the dolphin thing as well you said you're there for the day so all your food's paid for um, all your drink is paid for if you're over 21 all your booze is included in that so okay it was only their product so it was you know buds and stuff like that but you know enough that you could have a good time and there was like a really big lazy river as well that you could go in so you could get a good uh good a solid day out of it if you really wanted to take it easy um, and the food was pretty good as well so I, I recommend it I do recommend it as an experience but uh, actually yeah, speak, but... speaking of breaking news we I actually have seen some breaking news um, Big Thunder Mountain is reopening in Disneyland Paris in December oh you know what I thought then you were going to say that our <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain was going to open early <laughs> Yeah, me too. Well, I don't, I, heart attack. No such luck. No, no. Well, what you mean it's... In Florida. I don't know when it's supposed to be reopening. I've got to say. And December would have been too late for you guys anyway. So yeah. Just, just be grateful I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, I think it's... that You know, we, we understand because it's been closed for as long as it has, it's had the upgrade that California's recently had with the uh, projection. Oh, that's cool. So if it does, because that, I mean, I don't know if anyone's seen videos of that, but it's, it's some pretty, pretty cool effects at the, the last, uh, last climb of Big Thunder Mountain. So, uh, yeah, if it's anything like the California one, it should be a treat because it's the best version of Thunder Mountain anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. So, Mr. I was, I was interrupting you then when you were talking about Discovery Cove. Who? Or was I not? I thought, yeah. I thought I interrupted you. Sorry. <laughs> With my breaking news. He's over it. 
I was just going to say I've heard it's really good, but never never had a chance to get there so far. Yeah, it's it's good but pricey. I've got no idea how much it costs now. I think but... it's, at, it's at least two hundred and fifty dollars each. I think now, isn't it? The last time I looked, it was two hundred and fifty dollars. Your CUL tickets included with it. Yeah, you get. I think you get a. Is it a five day or a seven day pass to Sea well, World and? The one that I was looking at, you got 14 days. So when I was working wow. it out, I think it only worked out about £90 more. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then if that's, I just receive well tickets by themselves. That's pretty good, but I wouldn't want to spend... You know, a day in SeaWorld's enough for me, I think. It's, yeah. It's, it's good, but... Yeah, I I think I think the most we've ever gone to SeaWorld on one trip was maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And that might have just been to go on a couple of rides again. Like it's a one-day park at best, I think. So I know what you're saying. It does make it look an attractive option, but I think most people probably wouldn't be looking to buy a 14-day pass to SeaWorld in the first place. But uh, no, it's, it's 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 recommended. I mean, I did it 2007, so almost 10 years ago now. Um, so yeah, so I, so I've got no idea what the price. I'm you're, you're probably accurately pricing there, Paul. It might might well be that now. Um, and of course, exchange rate rise. It's not quite the, the deal that it was. But um, yeah. as a one-off, if you, if you was doing it, uh, I definitely would. I would we'd definitely do it with the kids once. Yeah. When they're when they're old enough, definitely do it with them. But um, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it too often. So. Yeah, it's good. It's just like for four of us, you know, the two kids. It's a thousand. Or it was a thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Which is you know a hell of a lot for a day up. But yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, it's all the way to do it. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? I've got yeah. one last little thing. <laughs> P-Dub's definitely trying to go. <laughs> Amanda with more stuff. Go, Amanda. Okay, so remember a few episodes ago we talked about how there was a dining, um, like a lunch package for the Main Street Electrical Parade at Tony's? Yes. So obviously because the electrical parade's going now, they're replacing it with a festival of fantasy lunch package so it'll be the exact same deal still $45 but you'll get special viewing for Festival of Fantasy instead okay do we know what Festival of Fantasy is? yeah that's yeah a it's new... a parade just a, just a new daytime parade is it? well it's not it's not new really it's a couple um, of years old isn't it? Yeah, so that's already on in the afternoon. They're just kind of giving you that as an option instead of having nothing because the electrical parade won't be there. So is it the same price? Yes, same price, $45 for adults, $17 for kids. And you get your lunch at Tony's Town Square restaurant and then your special viewing area for the parade. See, to me, it's just like the electrical light parade is a decent thing. It's a big thing. To me, like a daytime parade isn't really so. Mm, yeah, no deal for me. <laughs> but I suppose they've got to do something, so at least there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, on that bombshell, leaving the best news, of course, to last, um, I think we should wrap this show up. So uh, thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, Universal After Dark is now on its own feed at uh, Universal After Dark, so search for that on your, uh, however you consume your podcasts. And uh, this show will be back in a couple of weeks' time. 
So see you then. Bye. See you. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.